0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us.
1: <laughs> Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. We made it all the
0: way through the intro.
1: <laughs> hey Kirsty. What, Kelsey? Look into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to tell you something <laughs> i can't look at you what do you want me to what do you want to tell me? we're all here <laughs> in the same place at the same time for the same reason <laughs> uh,
0: guys something really amazing is happening kelsey and i are in the same room
1: for the first time in our hate
0: watch history. Kind yeah, of. we've never recorded together before, and it's pretty wild. It's fuck wild. <laughs> it's been a really tough 15 minutes so far.
1: <laughs> no one is
0: prepared. No, least of all us. I just punched the whole desk. So before we begin, we wanted to do something that most people listening to radio love, which is we want to do something you can't see us do at all. We were at the store buying snacks for our hate watch weekend and found maple bacon potato chips. And um, that sounds like a terrible idea. So we're going to eat them. And And it has
1: other natural flavors, too.
0: Yes. Other natural flavors. (laughs) Great taste. Naturally. Um, So we're going to eat them because we haven't tried them yet. We wanted to record our reactions. So grab a chip.
1: Are we going to
0: cheers our chips? We can cheers our chips. I'm going to grab my chip. Hold on. Okay. Clink. Chip clink. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's all over my face. This- Let me read the fucking ingredients. There's no way this has enough natural maple to get away with using the word maple in the state of Vermont.
1: And it doesn't really have bacon. It just has, like, smoky smell.
0: It's flavor. definitely made with um, uh, liquid smoke shit you can mm-hmm. buy in, like, the baking aisle. I I would like to call some bullshit on this maple flavor. This is not... What do you
1: rate this, Kirstie? I
0: would, I would say... I've eaten some pretty buck wild potato chips in my time. So on a scale of, like, regular potato chip to, like, biscuits and gravy potato chip, biscuits and gravy being, like, a one probably call this like a 3. Mm. What about you? I rate this like
1: a 1 out of 4 Hallmark movies set in Vermont.
0: <laughs> mhm. At least any Hallmark movie set in Vermont you know is using real maple. Is it though? There's a straight up law in Vermont that you can't say that a product is maple if it's not using 100% pure maple syrup. And the state of Vermont got into a massive lawsuit with McDonald's over it. But how do those chips
1: make it onto the shelves in Vermont? Then?
0: Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Mm. On, in the ingredients, it says maple sugar, which is like granulated maple syrup. And so, like, maybe that's how they're getting away with it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm skeptical. I'm calling your shit, kettle brand chips.
1: So, Hate Watch verdict. Don't buy those potato chips. We,
0: we at Hate Watch, do not like maple bacon potato chips. <laughs> don't at us. But for the content that you actually came here for... What are we talking about today, Kelsey?
1: Great question. We spent some time watching some interesting new content offered to us via Facebook Watch today. So we're going to be talking about that. And then we also spent some time watching a piece of formative media from each other's lives, a surprise bonus segment to our two-part formative media discussion.
0: I just got an email from Wedding Wire that says, Happy Anniversary.
1: You are a crazy person. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Uh, yes, guys, it's Kirsty's wedding anniversary, and she wants attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not my fault that capitalism remembers your holidays, so they can sell you shit. You know, like life events equal profit. Um, so that I had a whole thing I was going to say about formative media, but Wedding Wire I had to go and ruin it. So Facebook Watch, we got it this week. Um, which, by the time you hear this, Facebook Watch will have probably gotten around to just about everybody, right? Like, the soft launch will yeah. be just about yeah. complete. So, we spent some time perusing it tonight, and we watched about eight pieces of content. Yeah. Give or take. So, what was your
1: uh, tagline while you we were watching Facebook Watch? Tagline? You well, kept saying it, like, 17 times while we watched Facebook Watch. Oh, that it's YouTube? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's YouTube, by the <laughs> way. And I don't know if you'll remember from our Facebook Watch preview episode, which at the time was called Facebook TV.
1: But Kirstie was right.
0: But I was just fucking right on the nose there, man. Uh, I'm
1: claiming the VR dating one for my
0: own. It's true. I do think that that was one of your your pitches. It's close enough. It's in that spirit. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So as we said back then, Facebook is focusing on shorts right now. So there were a few pieces of content that were in the hour range. Most of it seems to be in, like, the 5 to 15 minute zone. And it looks like most of it is stuff borrowed from existing content in news feeds. So there was, like, an insider video about cheese. And I don't know. There were, like, a lot of familiar faces. The
1: interesting thing that I'm seeing is that for a company that is struggling with legitimacy with their sources (laughs) maybe that's not the time to throw like actual trash with stuff produced by networks like whether or not that's also trash at least it's like a legitimate like source of content versus like
0: this rando but it's all just clumped together in a nightmare cluster (laughs) it is a nightmare and some announcements came out this week too of things that are going to be getting their own channels so like fiona the hippo is getting her own channel and will have like seasons Even though each of her episodes are going to be, like, ten minutes, they're still calling them seasons. It's, like, shit like that. Um, Dear Zuck, I still hate you. (laughs) We will always hate you, dear (laughs) Zuck. So, we watched Bay or Bale, which was a four-minute short from A&E that looks like it's going to have weekly release. We watched Virtually Dating in Outer Space, uh, which is a show where people go on first dates in VR, and this one was based in outer space. We watched two Disney princesses in real life. One was prom, and the other one we're not sure it was what it carpool. was carpooling. It was, they fought over French fries. <laughs> um, we watched Girl Who Lives in a Bowl, and then we watched Great Cheese Hunt. We watched two episodes of that. I feel like I got dumber with each one of these that I watched. <sighs> Absolutely. Because it's literally like going to a bad sleepover and perusing YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's 1000% what it felt like. Except worse, because Facebook's doesn't... Facebook's? The Facebook's. The Facebook's doesn't have, like, a (laughs) queue, and it doesn't autoplay. So at least on YouTube, you can start playing a video and then add other videos to a queue, and it'll autoplay its way through it. You can't do that on Facebook. And we were doing it over Chromecast, and... To Chromecast each individual video, I had to play the video, which would make it start playing on my phone. And then there was a little window on the side that said, like, watch outside of Facebook. So I had to tap that, and then it would make a smaller window on my phone screen. And then I had to tap back into that smaller window and go down to the Chromecast icon.
1: So what you're saying is it's
0: super user-friendly. It's the most intuitive interface that Facebook has ever given me. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your favorite show that you watched
1: show being like in air quotes
0: (laughs) being five minute shorts (laughs) five minute licensed content um I want to give some credit actually to virtually dating I don't like dating shows but that one was like vaguely interesting I mean you couldn't have gotten a full half hour episode out of me like I wouldn't have sat through it on TLC but for four minutes of someone playing a badly rendered video game
1: Yeah, I was here for that one, too. It was narratively complete. (laughs) It was satisfying. Yeah. And it did what it set out to do in four minutes.
0: Right. So, like, boy and girl get scanned into the VR, boy and girl have masks put on them, and enter a room, and then flirt in space, and then have the masks taken off, and then get to choose if they'll go on a second date.
1: It's not something that I would... Tune in for, like, on Mm -mm. a weekly
0: or any type of consistent basis.
1: No. Be like, oh, I wonder if they're going to go out on that second date this week.
0: I'm not even sure, like, if it was on hotel television and I was flipping through if I would pause for it. No. But that's just a signifier of the level of quality that we're dealing with on (laughs) Facebook Watch right now. (laughs) Yeah. And stuff. The one thing that they do in that show, which has nothing to do with Facebook, but it's just a life choice, is they ask each participant if they want to go on a second date, and then they put blindfolds on them and walk them in front of a screen if they say yes, and then they move the screen, and that's how you find out if the other person wanted to go on a date with you or not. And so I'm just imagining if one person says yes and the other person says no, they put them in front of the screen and then just pull it back and... Mm-hmm. There's no one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, What about you? That was my favorite, too.
1: Yeah. What was your least favorite? Ugh, I hated them all. Girl Who Lives in a Bowl yeah. was my least favorite was... because it's, like, a super tacky, terrible TLC, like, I didn't know this weird thing was happening to my body and now
0: it is. Or, like, look at this abnormal human in mm-hmm. some way and let's, like, w- gawk at them. Yeah. It felt pretty, like dirty like not that there was anything wrong with the girl or her family it just felt like really exploitive and i was not here for that no also
1: like she didn't live in a bowl
0: no no she just didn't have arms or legs and her family carries her around in a bowl because they live in a third world country so so that clickbait though she was sometimes out of the bowl oftentimes and they spend all of their interviews being like we like it when people help her yeah we feel good when people are nice to her. Like it was, it was gross. It was, it was gross. Um, I was super not okay with Bay or Bale. <laughs> no, it was so. It was like a bad punked. Yes, it was worse. It's than lame punked. And as far as we can tell, there's only one episode right now. But as far as we can tell, the premise is like couples get their significant other in to get pranked, and it's supposed to prove. If, in a stressful situation, your significant other would abandon you or not. Yeah. So, like, they went to a funeral in this episode, and the guy comes alive, and a bunch of people ran away from the casket, and then their significant other was like, I can't believe you ran away from me.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) is that supposed to be, like, now you break up?
0: Or i don't know i know i
1: just don't know it
0: also included a package for one couple where the girlfriend who brings her boyfriend says he thinks of himself as a great protector <laughs> yikes and maybe that's not great
1: <laughs> i also didn't love the monsters inc like supercut redo
0: oh i like left that out entirely from my list because that was so dumb we watched this like Disney has a channel or a show on Facebook Watch called As Told By, and it's, like, remakes, like, of Disney movies. Like, we all
1: know that Disney is just done with new ideas.
0: Yeah. And they're
1: remaking their own content, but now they're also remaking their own content in, like, weird shorts for the internet.
0: (laughs) Hey, I called that one, too, when you made fun of me. You did. You were like, isn't that, like, trailers? It is. That was you. That's what you said.
1: It wasn't any better than
0: a trailer could be. <laughs> I didn't say it would be better. I just said they would do it. Ugh, I hate them. <laughs> so, are you going to be spending your weekends or weeknights perusing Facebook Watch? No. What is the future of your relationship with Facebook Watch? Where do you go from here?
1: The future of my relationship with Facebook Watch is going to be through paid media, and it's going to be terrible. <laughs> But besides that, I'm not going to have a relationship with it. I can't picture anything that I enjoy currently, like, doing any sort of offshoots on Facebook Watch that I would be here for. Yep. I think there's going to be some, like, rough attempts at, like, secondhand content that ends up on Facebook Watch. But I think if... Mary Berry wanted to get the crew (laughs) back together for, like, GBBO season whatever on Facebook Watch, that's how they could get involved.
0: Sure, but what at this point does Facebook Watch provide in terms of a platform that, like, makes it at all competitive? Like, I mean, they can be competitive by having a get, you know, like, getting the original Great British Bake Off cast back together, but, like, in terms of, like, usability,
1: you know what I The mean? only thing they have is, like, discoverability because of their interconnected with yeah, interconnectedness yeah. with everything else in Facebook is, like, yep. they know everything about you already, so they should be able to serve you content that you should enjoy.
0: But that being said, my suggested for yeah. you on Facebook Watch, let me, I don't know if I can pull it up fast enough, but it was, like, a bunch of jock shit and... Yeah, mine was terrible. It did not show... That the algorithm has been paying attention to me for the last, like, nine years that I've been on Facebook.
1: I think they could also succeed with, like, hyper-local content.
0: Yeah, that's true. like, location. Yeah.
1: But that would need some, like, a local buy-in from people who would create that content.
0: My suggested for you includes Rev Up Your Engines, The Loneliest Snail, Kingpins of Love, Speaking Sexy in Chinese...
1: You have a much more romantical.
0: (laughs) The assassination of Albert Einstein. He kissed a piranha. Oh. Sean O'Connor, Adderall. (laughs) The neuroscience of tripping explained. Entertaining without a keg. Sex right now, the power of waiting. The most human, human award. (laughs) (laughs) You see where we're going with this? Like,
1: mine has Rick Steve's Europe. And 45-minute abs, ass, and attitude workout,
0: which is rude, Facebook. That's rude. <laughs> I didn't know that you could exercise for attitude. You can. <laughs> I hate this so much, guys.
1: <laughs> There's a Tiny Spaces show. Oh, like a House Hunters derivative? Yeah, but it's two minutes and 18 seconds long, so like... I'm not a YouTube consumer. I know, Kirsty, you're more of a consumer.
0: I'm not, though. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, a YouTube browser. Like, I go on YouTube to look up the clips from the late night comedians for the week. That's my only use of YouTube. My husband is a browser, so he'll go on and watch, like... you
1: guys watch together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, like, I'm not just going on and clicking through, like, cat videos, and that's very much what Facebook Watch feels like to me.
1: Yeah. Is it that our attention spans are longer than
0: millennials (laughs) typically are? Could be. Could be we're not the right millennial for this. I I, Well, I feel like a lot of the content that is on Facebook Watch is what you would find while scrolling through your newsfeed. Like, it's already existing video. And I don't mind stopping on those and watching them without sound here and there. Like, I never turn the sound on in a newsfeed, but... You know, I'll stop and spend 30 seconds on a video and see exactly what food item they're talking about and then move on. But I'm not going to, like, I'm not trying to watch shit on my Facebook tab. No. I'm just not. It's
1: so bad, guys.
0: (laughs) So, firm decision over at Hate Watch.
1: (laughs) We hate Facebook Watch. Um, (laughs) If you guys find any interesting content that you think we should watch, though, or want to tell us about the bad content that you watched... You can tweet that to us at with us, or send us an email at hatewatchwithus at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, do that. Do
1: that, please. <laughs> I'm sure there's corners of Facebook Watch that haven't been recommended to us yet.
0: Or at a minimum, send us screenshots of, like, the more absurd titles that you have found. Mm-hmm. Because so far, the best part of Facebook Watch and the joy it has brought to us is just scrolling through and reading titles without context. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, hidden memes in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dank memes are coming Oh, yeah So, as we may have mentioned, we're together this weekend We are And as such, decided um, as a follow-up to our conversations about formative media That it was time for us to watch two very specific movies that were important to each of us As we were growing up And I can't remember, like, how that came to be But I think we just, like, saw an opportunity and took it yeah so what did you watch, Kelsey?
1: I mean, we both watched That's
0: both. true! We don't usually do it that way. It's so weird. It's so weird. We got to watch them together, and now we get to talk about them together, and, like, Kelsey is sitting on the other side of a desk from me, like, peering at me with one eye over her pop filter.
1: Kelsey <laughs> <laughs> cannot handle her shit. Kirstie <laughs> has it's no chill. so
0: wild. So what did, what did we watch on my behalf?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your
0: film of choice was
1: That Thing You Do Fuck yeah From the late 90s 96 mm-hmm. to be exact Mid 90s
0: And I, uh, on Kelsey's behalf, watched Adventureland Which is from 2009?
1: Yeah Is that where we landed? 7-9 in that range
0: Somewhere in that zone So which movie do you want to begin with?
1: Start with That Thing You Do That's that the first one we watched
0: Okay why don't you take a stab at describing premise, since this is a new film for you? Ooh.
1: <laughs> During cocktails, <laughs> I was watching this. <laughs> we were fine.
0: Like you were so <laughs> plowed, man. <laughs> so
1: plowed. Um, so that thing you do is about. It takes place in the sixties. Sixty four, sixty five. Yeah, it's like in Beatles territory. Yeah, pretty aggressively. And it's about this small town and this drummer, who isn't really going anywhere, and he works at his parents' store and kind of is hanging out. And then he, through a series of misadventures, ends up joining this band because they lose their drummer, and like he's not lost. He just breaks. His arm. <laughs>
0: um, they forgot to them. microchip him, and they just didn't know where he went. He
1: became one of the daves. <laughs> Uh, uh, so anyway he joins this band he has like a little bit of a different flair than the rest of the band they're like super poppy he's more like a jazz guy and they basically have this one hit wonder and you hear it maybe 40 (laughs) times during this movie it's a lot and one of them has this chick who is like kind of a like What's that word? Roadie. That's not the word I was thinking of. Groupie.
0: Band-aid. Band-aid. There we go.
1: <laughs> that's, the, that's the reference I wanted to pull. <laughs> kind of a band-aid, and she floats around with them, so they meet Tom Hanks, they do all this shit, <laughs> they get some level of success with their one-hit wonder, and then they have a falling out of some sort towards the end, and he goes on, Drummer goes on, to get band-aid and his dreams and everyone else kind of like dicks around <laughs> sure 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 <laughs> i didn't fall asleep at the end of my movie so i only
0: missed the last five minutes Listen. all right all right i only missed the part where Kristen stewart touches her hair for the five thousandth <laughs> time we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> so is that like mostly accurate? that's mostly accurate um yeah, so this film is, like, it's a one-hit wonder story, obviously, and I teased this to you last night, and you didn't pick it up right away, but I realized when I was, actually this was like a year and a half ago, so it's was like 25, that the band name The Wonders is a pun for the fact that they are one-hit wonders. Holy shit, guys, the day I realized that, it literally chopped off, like, 20 minutes from my work day. Oh, my god! <laughs> like, it came to me out of nowhere. I was like, no, fuck, like, Tom Hanks, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> and, like, in terms of pop culture and people's careers, this is, like, a funny movie because I think Tom Hanks has always been really proud of it. Um, so after this, he went on to name his production company Playtone. And so there's a bunch of Tom Hanks movies where you see the Playtone title card before the movie starts, um, and there's like other references sprinkled through Tom Hanks' career from it. But yeah, I was I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. My mom was telling Kelsey the story today about the kid at the video store giving me that movie. So what did you get from getting to see this finally after like years of me dropping references? What did I get out of you? What'd you get out of watching it?
1: But like about you? Sure. Well, the biggest revelation that we came to that you're gonna get really embarrassed about already (laughs) is that Kirstie low-key dropped that she had a crush on the drummer guy.
0: And (laughs)
1: he's like a spitting image of her husband.
0: (laughs) He is not. He kind of is. They just both have curly hair. The hair is like
1: identical. (laughs) And she—I mean, I'm not complaining. Had never come to this conclusion before, out of her own free will. So I did it for it. <laughs> and then we talked about it with her other friends who knew. <laughs> I have read, so I was right. I
0: have a childhood friend who watched this movie with me growing up, and so it's like one of her formative texts as well. And uh, they were they were talking about it on one of their back channels. Yeah, whatever. Hashtag rude. <laughs> So,
1: that was apparently very formative for you.
0: (laughs) Accidentally imprinting on me at age six. Right. And now I know that I'm going to
1: get your husband, or maybe you, a turtleneck to give him (laughs) for Christmas
0: this year. You know, he owns a couple of turtlenecks. You told me last night he didn't. Oh, he did at one point.
1: Is that what, like, really turned you on?
0: (laughs) Yes, that's why I decided to marry him. I I saw him in a turtleneck, and I was like, oh, baby. I
1: knew it. My favorite part when we were watching was that you kept being like, it's not a regular turtleneck, it's a mock turtleneck. (laughs) As if that's better.
0: (laughs) You just had such a vitriolic reaction to finding out that I think men look good in turtlenecks. I find that so alarming. (laughs) Alarming. Overstated. It's not like I'm saying turtlenecks are like my number one turn on. I'm just saying you I think men it. look. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just because you say it on mic doesn't make it true. Hashtag fake news. Oh, okay.
1: Sure. We'll see how much <laughs> you like that Christmas
0: present. <laughs> I just said men look good in turtlenecks, and that's a low but no bar. No has
1: ever looked good in a turtleneck. No offense, all men. But kind
0: of. <laughs> and hashtag not all men (laughs) well agree to disagree no i will not (laughs) let this go you're objectively wrong (laughs) y'all just go look at tom everett in that thing you do he wears enough turtlenecks that any particular screenshot will probably have him wearing one. And then find us on Twitter at Hate Watch with Us and let us know that I'm right.
1: I'm gonna make a poll on Twitter. There
0: you go. Make a poll on Twitter. Look out for our poll.
1: Do men look good in turtlenecks? I will give everyone $5 if they say no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Casual collusion with the Twitter bots. I'm kidding. I'm not
1: colluding. <laughs>
0: sure 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 if you had to watch this movie not in the context of my life would you have like enjoyed it is it something you would ever have found on your own like well i was excited to watch
1: it i told you because i'd seen references in the wild that i didn't get mm-hmm. so i was happy to understand them it was very like pg yes in a way that was surprising to me because I thought it was going to be a little bit more almost famous I guess. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing, it's just a thing. And not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. It's very like the mumble core of like, a, a band movie. So I don't think I'd pick it up and watch it again necessarily, but I'm glad that I watched it.
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. Well, should we move into Adventureland? Sure. Okay. I'll take a stab at summarizing it. Um, It's really tough. (laughs) So Adventureland is a, like, summer job movie. And I feel like, other than the fact that it's set at the end of college, it's supposed to be, like, quintessential, like, teen summer movie. So it's this kid who has just graduated college, and he's trying to go to Europe, and presumably comes from, like, a rich family. And he thought that his family was bankrolling both him going to Europe and him going to grad school at Columbia. And then comes to find out that they're having some kind of money problem and aren't going to bankroll him. And he has to go get a summer job. So you get a long sequence of him trying to get jobs, but he has no, like, real-world experience of any kind. And so it's awkward and fumbling, And then he gets a job at this theme park because their standards are really low. And then it's, like, all the trials and tribulations of your general shitty, like, young person entry-level job. Mm -hmm. And during this time, he meets Kristen Stewart. And she has hair. She has hair that she touches. (laughs) He also meets uh, Brian Reynolds, a.k.a. Bradley Cooper, a.k.a. The Affleck. Because I couldn't remember who he was and kept referring to him as every kind of other actor. (laughs) I think he looks a lot like Ben Affleck. That's all I'm saying. So Bradley Cooper is like a ride mechanic and he's like hot and suave and whatever. And he's also married and boning Kristen Stewart, who's going through some kind of like undefined life crisis. Like she's generally like kind of lost and alone. And that's why she's trapped at this theme park. So, anyway, lots of people kind of fall in love. Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart start hooking up. And then Bradley Cooper breaks up with Kristen Stewart. And then there's, like, other types of conflict. And then there's, like, this chick who is, like, the hot girl in the park. And she and Jesse Eisenberg start dating And then she finds out that Kristen Stewart and Ben Affleck were dating. And so she starts, like, spreading gossip through the park. And then Kristen Stewart, like, freaks out and quits the park. And then in the end, he ends up moving to New York City. And he finds Kristen Stewart again. And they finally bone. Right. (laughs) The long game
1: here is he loses his v card at the end of this movie. Yes.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing about him being, like, a, a naive newborn baby. He's never had a job, and he's never had sex. Yeah. Can you imagine if Kristen Stewart was your first? (laughs) Yikes. You could seriously
1: play... Can you hold on a second while I push back my hair?
0: (laughs) You could seriously... Like, the only drinking game we played the whole movie was drinking every time Kristen Stewart touched her hair. And it's dangerous. Like, there were times where we were calling it, like, every time she was on screen. Similar to That Thing You Do, this one also isn't, like, plot-heavy. Like, the plot itself... Is very simple, so it's a lot of like character scenes of just like people talking and sort of living their life, but on camera. And I think we alluded to this when we talked about it the first time in formative media. But it's it's interesting because I think a lot of people can relate to shitty jobs, and the one dynamic I think they captured really well um, that was certainly true in a lot of the places that I worked that were shitty is that sort of cult feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like. Certain people get trapped in that job, and that job and those co-workers become, like, their entire life, their whole social circle. Like, it's who they work with, it's who they hang out with. And, like, the work part is all you talk about during the social part, and then the social drama bleeds over into the work and whatever. And it's always in the most, like, mundane fucking jobs. They also
1: capture the mundane idiot of those jobs.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, they play the
1: same song on repeat. Yep all the time because it's like the track that gets like played over and over and over again on their recorded random noise that gets played in this
0: theme park and they always comment on it which is so real. Yeah. It's like a nice detail. When like his boss comes over at one point when he's working he works in like the games at the theme park and he's in that one where you have to like shoot water at the horses to make them race and his boss comes over and is like can you make it more interesting like an actual horse race? (laughs) 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 <laughs> Have you ever seen the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> God. They're the greatest part of that movie. <laughs> they are. I said this to Kelsey while we were watching it, but I would love a movie of just Kristen Wig side characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is a cast I'm here for. Um, she's so good. She's so good. That movie does reward
1: you, I'm sure. You had a lot of, like, fun facts Yeah. about that thing you do. Yeah. This movie rewards you in, like, the little things that they mumble under their breath mm-hmm. that you can only catch once you listen, like, a couple times over.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, I had said back in that formative media episode that Kelsey made fun of me for her, that I felt like there was, like, a part of her lived experience I didn't totally get until I saw this movie. And it's funny, because the one thing I have always known about you is that your one shitty job was, like, an important time in your life. (laughs) It was formative. (laughs) That was an important time in your life. And, like, we first met when you were still working there. And you worked there for, like, a long time for the first part of our friendship. And, like, a lot of the stories you were telling at the time were, like, those dumb work stories with those people who are Mm -hmm. trapped there. And that becomes, like, your microcosm. And so... There were definitely scenes where I felt like I was, like, relating by proxy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like I was seeing what you probably were relating to Mm -hmm.
1: um,
0: because I was thinking back to, like, the stories you would tell at the time and and what that workplace was like for you. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think
1: I've talked about, like, when we were talking about Jane the Virgin too, I've always been, which is not, like, unique, but I'm drawn to things that I can relate to as, like... This is about, like, the same life stage as me. Yeah. And I found that movie while I was in college, like, working these summer jobs every summer. So, specifically at that time, it was like, oh, it's someone who's, like, just graduated college and doesn't really have any legs to stand on and is working this shitty job and...
0: Sounds like that feeling of, like, you moved away and had an important life and were doing things that were, like, big and meaningful, mm-hmm. and then you came back to, like, your shitty hometown and got trapped in a shitty job and yeah, things you didn't think you had to do anymore because you were, like, too important for that now.
1: Right. And I think, like, you made the criticism that, like, it was kind of in the 80s, but also not. Yeah. I think that also helped make it more approachable for me to be, like, it's not like a period piece trying to be like, look mm. at how quirky the fashion was in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And it's more just like, this is a story that people can relate to that's set in this time because it's more fun. Right.
0: Yeah, I actually, until we started watching it, like, we were 10 minutes in before I picked up on the fact that it was supposed to be in the 80s, and when it came out, I thought it was, like, a present-day setting. I did, too. setting. Yeah. The references to the 80s are, like, pretty low-key, and there are definitely times where the aesthetic of it is way more mid-2000s. And you're probably right, it was probably on purpose, like... This movie felt like a lot of wish fulfillment, so. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah So I feel like there's definitely that going on. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it's one I'd be willing to watch again. It's definitely like there was there was a time in like hipster movies in the late like pre 2010 that I don't I don't know what to call the late 2000s. It's, a, it's like the
1: late aughts, I think, is what they're calling That's it. That's what they're officially. calling it now. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, for sure, sure. <laughs> it's, it's culturally like
0: relevant. The pre-2010s. 2005 to 2010. In the five. 2005 to 2010 times. Um, <laughs> there was a thing with hipster movies where, like, I don't know how to describe it, but between, like, this kind of gritty, dirty, like, aesthetic and, like, I don't know, it's, like, I, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about, like, the personality types of the characters and the stories being told that, like, don't resonate with me even now. But they're also not intolerable to watch. Yes. You know, it's not like watching the dude movies at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So but, yeah. like, no one can relate to Kristen Stewart because she's a robot. It was so painful watching her performance. That's the hardest barrier to watching that movie. <laughs> I couldn't figure out, like... If she was doing that on purpose because her character is supposed to be like kind of broken, right? Like her character yeah. is lost and like has low self esteem and is making bad choices because she doesn't know what she's doing with her life. And so it's like, is that why? Is that like the motivation behind this performance? Because she's like wanting to be emotionally inaccessible because she's broken.
1: Yeah, but she's also a robot. Like it's a, it's a it combo was
0: so robotic and like. She just had this blank look on her face. Yeah. That's her the whole default. time. It was a lot. But I have never seen a full Kristen Stewart movie before now. What a trick for you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: This is my first it's Kristen Stewart mo- movie.
1: Good thing she wasn't, like, actually the only... <laughs> it's <true>. ...like, headlining <laughs> cast member, too. Yeah. The worst. The one f- random funny thing about Adventureland is that the Ryan Reynolds character... Like, his whole storyline is that, like, he played with Lou Reed, and <laughs> it comes out that, like, he didn't actually, but it's, like, the line he tells women. That's and funny. I missed that. Yeah. So then, like, it's, it's, like, this whole, like, subtle thing. I told you there's subtleties and Yeah, movie. sure. But anyway, that's, that's his whole thing, is, like, he lies about playing with Lou Reed. And, it's like, a year after I saw this movie, maybe, long story short, I met someone who was a rando, a rando hop-on. In, like, the truest sense of a hop-on. Um, yeah, this guy. Yeah. Who, so, uh, we were on a lengthy road trip, and he busted out, he's like, oh yeah, my dad used to play with Lou Reed. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this.
0: <laughs> I was like, are you Ryan Reynolds-ing me, or is this real? In which Bradley Affleck is the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> PSA. No nope. kidding, though. That's super funny. Well, in that thing you do, Guy Patterson makes a big deal out of Lou Reed Records. Mm hmm. Look so, at that red thread. So many red threads. It's super, super funny. Mm hmm. Well, look at how much we learned. We learned so much. We learned so much. Mm hmm. Now we don't have to watch any of each other's movies ever again. Ever again. We did again. it once. We did it the one time. I'm not interested in learning anything more about you as a person. Gross. Gross, I already had a look at your face for so long tonight. It's so gross. <laughs> Staring romantically through the pop filter. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh well, I meant to ask you, I we sort of talked about it at the end of the movie, but we didn't follow up on it. What was your thought on the rom com part of that thing you do? I
1: didn't That
0: was the one draw I thought it might have for you. I didn't
1: buy it for a second. Really? Yeah. It wasn't I could I could pick up what they were putting down, but yeah.
0: It's supposed to be, like, sneaky love. Like, he didn't know that he was in love with her until Jimmy was a shithead.
1: Yeah, but it felt more like she was just rebounding with, like, whoever was nice to her. Well, except then they got married and founded a conservatory. But, but, that all comes with the end credits scene. So, like, you don't get the payoff that you want if that's the long game that you're playing. Yeah.
0: So, I feel similarly, though, about the love story between Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. I mean, they yeah, spend more time trying to develop it, but it also feels arbitrary and meaningless.
1: I wasn't really there for the rom-com in that movie, though.
0: Yeah, no. I just assumed I was more by there default for, like, the friendship. Sure. I always assume if there's a relationship in a movie, by default, that's what you're looking for.
1: (laughs) It typically is. (laughs) Like, I will find the rom-com in anything. And I did uh, in that thing you do. I did not notice it.
0: (laughs) Well, it'd be pretty hard not to notice since they end the scene with, like, or end the movie with one of the world's worst kissing scenes. Well,
1: that's what, like, really killed it for me. Yeah.
0: That and my least favorite breakup scene in all of media is in that movie, and Mm -hmm. it's um, Faye's breakup speech to Jimmy. Like it's stupid. The dialogue like could use some work in parts of that. Movie. <laughs> it definitely could be. There's like times where it really shines, and I times am- where it like doesn't so much.
1: <laughs> Have you ever been kissed? <laughs> Like really <laughs> kissed? No,
0: really, truly good and kissed. You're
1: right. You got to get
0: all those extra words like, in if there. If anyone
1: ever said that to me, Ugh. like deadpanning, I think I would run so away. So
0: gross. And then she actually gives a date.
1: Yeah. And, Like
0: who remembers the date of their last good kiss? Like how sad is your sex life that you remember the last time someone kissed well, you? Like, well,
1: improve that plot line. Start the movie showing them making out like on that mm. date and have her go back to it. Like, true, true. Then you have more legs to stand on, and you're trying to tell me that they suddenly like each other.
0: Well, because she also references some random dude, like, yeah. she just says a guy's name. Right. And what you're supposed to get from it is that she never had passion with Jimmy. Like, that's all it's supposed to mean is that she was in this loveless relationship right. with Jimmy. But then she gives a date, and Guy go Guy takes this long pause, and then he goes, Okay. And just like max her it's face so off. So
1: bad. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so fucking awkward.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I love a good rom com, but that just hurt uh, me a
0: little bit. And then there's like, there's this bellboy, Lamar, who Who's works the at the hotel. He's one of my favorite characters in the movie, him and Lenny. And uh, he's just standing in the background making like, oh baby faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's so much. <laughs> Well, that's formative media, folks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you have thoughts about the movies we watched or just want to tell us about your formative media, where can where can they tell us those things?
0: They can find us at Twitter at Us or you can also find us by email, This at gmail.com. And hey, there are some other places where you can find us these days. We are now members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. It's a cool network with other podcasts. And if you like us, you're going to like them too. So they've got shows like Beer with Geeks, Supergirl TV, Krypton. And Academy Rewind. Academy Rewind, which is like a really bold experiment where they try to watch all of the best picture nominees and winners for all of the Academy Awards ever. So you can go to the website, thoughtbubbleaudio.com. All the shows are available anywhere you can find podcasts. It's super cool. We like them.
1: Or you can go to hatewatchwithus.com.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: our website, too.
0: Yeah, we have a website, guys.
1: Yeah. And if you subscribe on iTunes, please rate and review us. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke everything. <laughs>
0: Oh Lord! Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> really? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kirsty. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs>
1: Say, no, you're not.